Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. And what a wild week four was. I know we didn't come to you last week, so we didn't get to talk about week three. But I'm excited to talk about week four because you don't know who's good. Everybody's two and two. And this is chaos, and I love it. I am Diesel, and I'm joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And I am honored to introduce my co-host, best buddy, and great person to talk football with. We got Chadillac. Yeah, that's it, Chadillac. Dadalac, Dadalac, Chad. Dadalac, Chad. You combined them actually into just one name. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I am here. I am not in the cave today. I'm up on my patio because guess what? Cooper is napping on the couch and I sure as heck wasn't going to move a napping baby. So that's why I'm doing it from here. Never wake a sleeping baby just like you never wake somebody that is sleepwalking. These are rules. Uh, Anyway, so usually when Chad's in the cave... We have behind us, behind him, is the chalkboard with our record on it, so you can't see it this week. But we are both equally 27 and 21. Last week, Chad went 9 and 7, and I went 11 and 5. The week previous, since we didn't record, Chad went 10 and 6, and I went 8 and 8. So Chad had a two-game lead on me for one week, and then everything's all right with the world again, and we're tied. Yeah, what can I say? I got a little got a little home team happy last week. Picked all home Picked teams all home except teams one. Except for one. Yep. Uh, which is crazy because like you thought you had all the home teams. I was looking at it, I'm like, no, Tennessee's away. And you actually won that game. I did. I think you picked Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, you ready to talk about some week five action? Oh yeah. This season has been nothing if not exciting and also infuriating. So I'm very excited to talk more of it. I mean, I'm excited. We're finally through the first quarter of the season. And I know there's someone out there saying there's 17 games, Diesel, that you can't split it into four quarters anymore. But you know what I say? Yes, you can. There's four quarters and there's overtime. So, bam, we're through the first quarter of this season, moving on to quarter number two. And we're starting off with uh, the Thursday night game, which is on October 6th, which starting at 7.15, we have the Indianapolis Colts. At the favored Denver Broncos, Indianapolis is one, two, and one. Denver is two and two. Denver is favored by three. And this one should be titled the Peyton Manning Bowl because for obvious reasons. Man, I was just going to talk about how great Thursday night football had been this season and just how it's been almost the crown jewel of every week. And then we get this stinker because, like, Denver is. I don't know if I, and it was the first quarter of the season, so maybe Russell Wilson now, the growing pains are over. They had a decent game, not they good. Better. They he looked better. They looked better. best game last week. Yeah. That's but for sure. the Colts are an absolute mess. Like, who are the Colts at this point of this season? They beat the Chiefs, but they got housed by the Jaguars, and they just lost to Tennessee. Like, who in the hell are these Indianapolis Colts? They were a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Both of these teams were dark horse Super Bowl contenders before the season started. Like, if you looked at the Vegas odds, they were decent odds right in the middle of the pack. And they are doing this. Man, um, it's in Denver. Jonathan Taylor's probably not going to play because he has that high ankle sprain. I guess... Melvin Gordon starting for the Broncos because... uh, uh, What's his name? I can't remember their starter. Devontae Williams. Yeah, Devontae Williams, he is out for the season with the torn ACL and LCL. And PCL. It's the same injury J.K. Dobbins had. I'm following this new guy on Instagram. I'm sorry. I'll remember to actually plug what his Instagram is next time I mention him. But he's uh, like a medical person, and he, like, goes through all the injuries. And with this kind of injury, he says it's a 15-month recovery period. Is he a doctor? Yes. Like, uh, I think I've been following him on YouTube. There's a few of them out there, I'm sure. But we'll make sure to actually promote these I'm people. I'm actually going to look this up right now and see if it's the same person. And if it's not, somebody can uh, get, a good, get some props. 
Uh, is I'm gonna it take Doctor Brian Sutter, MD? It's a possibility. I'm gonna take. He does Denver, videos though. like I've been watching his videos like on Tua, like and like he like goes into explanation on like the injuries and stuff like that and like yeah, it brings you in like a new perspective on stuff like that. Anyways, yes. did you pick? I'm going Denver. I'm taking Denver. I trust Russell Wilson, I guess, more than I trust Matt Ryan at this point. And especially without... If both of them are down, they're starting running backs. Melvin Gordon, even though he's a fumbling machine. And Mike Boone. Don't forget Mike Boone, because I love me some Mike Boone. Uh, I get, I'm going to take Denver in Denver. Uh, but it's going to be a bad game. I'm not excited to watch this one. This is the first Thursday night game I'm not excited to watch. Well, I mean, two weeks ago, it was Pittsburgh-Cleveland. I mean, that one looked like it could have been a stinker, too, and it turned out to be a good game. I think this game still has the potential to be a good game because it's two mid to, like, not very good teams. So I, I, I could see this game, like, with it being a three-point uh, spread, I could see this game being, like, 27-24 and being last-second field goal. For bad reasons, I, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of turnovers in this game, uh, both sides. I think I'm Denver sure McManus is going to have a huge game because I dropped him in fantasy. So I'm sure he's going to kick like five 50-yarders or something just to spite what, me. Who did you pick up? My boy, Nick Folk. Oh, he's yeah, playing okay, the Lions. Um, I, I'm going to go with Denver, and I like the three spread. I think, like I said, 27-24. I think Denver has a better defense. Denver has better receivers. And right now they have a better quarterback. I don't think that uh, Matt Ryan is very good anymore. I think that this is probably going to be his last season, the way it looks. There were reports saying that Jim Ursay has the GM and uh, Frank Reich on the hot seat right now. So I think if Indianapolis loses this game, I wouldn't be surprised to see a hothead like Jim Mercer just clean house right now. And there's also reports saying that uh, Matt Ryan is also on the hot seat. I mean, I think one of my biggest shocks of this season isn't the Indianapolis Colts as a whole, as if it's just at most the Indianapolis Colts defense, which last year was an absolute powerhouse all year. And they didn't really lose anybody, and they just kind of added a few pieces, and they are god-awful this year. They couldn't stop a common cold. That's No one can stop a common cold. That's a terrible I know analogy. a lot of probably Colts fans would disagree with me, but you're, you have those rose-colored glasses on right now and the blinders, but I feel like you would have been better off keeping Carson Wentz. And I know that like Colts fans, like that's a swear word to them, Carson Wentz. But, like... Seriously, he didn't do – he did better than Matt Ryan did through four games last year. And, like, yeah, he shit the bet against Jacksonville, but so did Matt Ryan. Like, this team isn't making the playoffs. You have a better shot at making the playoffs with Carson Wentz. I'm just saying. That's why Hi. the Commanders have more wins than you do. That's not true. They have the same amount of wins. Yeah, they have Whatever. the same amount of wins. They've been shut yeah. out the same amount of times, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically Indy has one and a half wins, so they do have more wins than the Commanders. So, anyway, analysis. Moving on, moving on to the first game on Sunday, which takes place from London. We have the three and one New York Giants. Yes, you heard me right. The three and one New York Giants, technically at the Green Bay Packers, the Packers get the home game, which is always a disadvantage at a neutral site because you don't get to call the coin toss, and if it goes into overtime, like, I don't know. That's the only disadvantage you really have. But, yeah, the Packers are favored by eight, which I'm going to tell you right now, if you're betting on this game, take the Giants with the points because I do not think that the Packers are going to cover because I really think that... uh, they're going to get run all over, and Saquon Barkley is back. I'm telling you that right now. Saquon is a beast. I, I'm i kicking myself. I considered drafting Saquon Barkley in the second round of every draft this year because I really did think he was you know, going to be good. 
I didn't think he was going to be this good right away. And I'm, I'm worried. He is the most used player in the NFL right now. I think he leads the entire NFL in touches, you know, besides a quarterback who has to touch the ball every play. But as a, he is, leads the league in touches, which terrifies me, but also it very much excites me because he's an electric player. You know what? I'll give the Packers some luck because every time I pick against them, they seem to do well. And I know I need to catch some games up because I don't like being tied with Diesel. I think that after the way the Packers defense played last week against a very banged up and frankly not great Patriots team, the Giants are a beast right now of a running team and that defense can cause problems. They're not great, but they are aggressive. And if Rodgers makes a mistake, he they will make him pay for it. So I'm gonna take the Giants in a really close game. Last second field goal, winning it again, probably. Yeah, uh, that Green Bay's offense isn't clicking yet. Um, they're using Jones properly now. It's just then when they go to use, do the pass, people aren't in position, like. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has been getting frustrated as well, which I don't think is helping a lot. But it is nice to see like him go back to somebody like Romeo Dobbs, who had a drop at the beginning of the Packer game against the Patriots, and then he continued to go back to him. And there was that play where it was it was incomplete in the end zone, really close to being a touchdown by rule. That was an incomplete pass. I hate that rule. If they change that rule, I wouldn't argue. If they decide to keep that rule, I'm not going to argue because I feel like it's a gray area. Yeah. But I'd also feel like once you like have possession of the ball two feet in and then you have a knee hit the ground and then you hit the ground and the ball pops out, I feel like it should be dead ball at that point because it's in the end zone. So like I said, it's a gray area. By rule, it was an incomplete pass, which sucked because that would have given me about nine points on my fantasy team. And that play alone wouldn't have beat Jenny anyways because she got super fucking lucky and her players went off. And I'm just horrible at fantasy football, apparently. So I'm sorry for every player that I drafted this year because a lot of you are doing horrible. And it's probably because I drafted you. Obviously, I'm going with the Packers, but like I said... If I were betting this game, I would take the Giants and the points because I don't think the Packers are going to win by eight. I feel like, yes, the Packers are going to come from behind and score a winning touchdown rather than a field goal. They'll be down by four, but they'll still win by three. That's fair. That's fair. Next game we have at noon on Sunday, we have the one in three Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the three and one Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by 14 points, which if they're on, that it, it could be, but like Pittsburgh has a good defense. Kenny Pickett, he looked okay. He looked better than Trubisky, but like. Started from the bottom, now we're here. I mean, his first pass he threw was a pick. But he did have two rushing touchdowns. He did. He did have two rushing touchdowns. Okay, this this has to be the classic get-right game, right? First quarter of the season, the Bills, the first two games, they looked unbeatable. The second two games, they looked very beatable. This has got to be Bills getting their shit back together. I got to say the Bills. Be two and two. The Bills should be 2-2. Two and two. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, like, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get to the Ravens. But, like, John Harbaugh is the dumbest coach in the NFL. Like, I don't know how he's not fired, especially after last season. Like, he makes the stupidest decisions. And you know what? Like, analytics are cool and all that and everything like that. But I trust my gut more than analytics. And I would have went for a field goal when five minutes left in the game and it's a tie game i take the lead and i put it on my defense to win us that game or if you're going to go for it maybe call a running play with lamar jackson since he's the best running quarterback in the nfl and you had two yards to go 
Maybe don't call a seven-step drop-back pass against the Bills, who can rush the passer. And, him, and John Harbaugh saying, like, it becomes a four-down game if they go for the field goal. That's a four-down game no matter what, you dumbass. Like, you think that they're going to punt it after third down when they're down, like, when there's a tie game? I doubt it. Depends on where they're on the field. But if they're anywhere, like, past the 50, it's a four-down game. Like, and they have probably the highest powered offense in the league with maybe the MVP. You don't give them like that chance. No. You take the lead. That's what you do there. And every single like analyst, the former coach that's an analyst now said the same exact thing. John Harbaugh is an idiot. The Harbaugh brothers are both idiots. And I can't believe they coached in a Super Bowl against each other. Yeah, it's a wild thing. Uh, I'm taking Buffalo as well. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I can't. Like, good for the Kenny Pickett era starting, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a race for the bottom right now and are going to be picking in the top 10 next year. I would take the Bills to cover as well. Um, I would as well. It's in Buffalo. This is this is a classic rookie quarterback starting in Buffalo. Like, unless lightning strikes, which I don't think it will, but it could. I really say, yeah, I, I take the Bills by like probably thirty-five to seven. Yeah, uh, it sounds about right. It still isn't that having the over under of forty-seven. That wouldn't uh, you'd be taking the under on that game? Oh, I'm definitely taking the under on that game. The next game we have is at noon on Sunday. I realize that I say noon, but we're in the Central Time Zone, so that's when it starts for us. So if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast. You do the conversion. I'm not doing it for you. So anyways, it's noon on Sunday. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 2-2, two and two, traveling to the 2-2 two and two Cleveland Browns. And it's a three-point uh, favorite for Cleveland. So this game, I don't know how to feel about this game. Who, is the, who are the Browns facing? Chargers. Ugh. Ugh. My brain like blanked here for a second because I don't know how to feel about either of these teams either. Is are the Chargers who we thought the Chargers were going to be? I mean, they should be. They should be one of the best teams in the NFL. <laughs> On paper, that team is stacked from bottom to top. Everybody coming into the season had the AFC West as easily the best division in the league. And it's arguably the worst. Like, through the first quarter of the season, like, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders have all been major disappointments. The Chiefs have been solid. They could have been better. They should have beat the uh, Colts, but they didn't. Um, I raise you the AFC South when you say the worst division in football right now, since, don't get me wrong. Arguably, I didn't say they were. I said, arguably. Oh, man. I, you know, I'm, this is, both of these teams I've been, you know, betting against a lot recently because they had screwed me when I bet for them. So, I just don't know. The Browns should be 4-0. The Browns legit could be 4-0 right now. It's, that's not a lie. They have played well enough. Ugh. You know what? I don't think the Chargers run D can stop Chubb. Chubb is on a mission from God or something and is on a warpath to run all over the NFL. Jacoby Brissett is doing enough. I've always thought he was a solid quarterback. He was never great, but he's always been a solid quarterback. And with that rushing attack of Nick Chubb and Hunt. Yeah, all right. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm I'm going to... I'm going to pick the Browns, and I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't like it one bit. This is my stay away from game. I'm not going to put any money on this game. I feel you. Like, this one is as close to a coin flip as you can get because I don't know who's going to win this game. I am also going with Cleveland because they're at home, because they have Nick Chubb. Um, I can't think of the name right now. Um, the quarterback. For Chargers, uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, he still isn't 100, 
and he's going to be playing through this injury all year long. The Browns also have a really good pass rush, and the Chargers haven't been able to protect Herbert. I think maybe they'll win more, more by more than three, but like I would say maybe a touchdown. I wouldn't say like it's going to be like crazy blowout or anything like that. I just feel like the defense is going to give the Chargers offense trouble all day. They're not going to be able to run down Hunt and Chubb. So, yeah, I agree with you, Cleveland. Ugh, I don't like it at all. I don't like that at all. I mean, this next game, like, jumps out at you as very obvious who's going to win this game. But this also could be a trap game. This might be the trap game of the week. And it is uh, at noon on Sunday, the 0-3-1 Houston Almost call them Oilers, not Oilers, Texans. They've been the Oilers for 25 fucking years. What the hell? And at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars are favored by seven. So this is going to be Chad's headache week. That's that's what's going on this week with these games. Because once again, the Jaguars have been my babies all year. I've been betting the Jags all year. And they've been coming through for me. And I love it. They didn't this last week, but I didn't bet them because I wasn't going to touch that rain game. But, and then Houston is the team that keeps hurting me. They hurt me every week where I'm like, all right, they were they were only, they were plus five this last week against the Chargers. I was like, for sure they're going to cover that. And then they were going to cover it. And then they shot themselves in the foot like they keep doing, just like they did against the Bears. And that really hurt. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I hate this game. What are you going to pick, Diesel? Well, before I pick, I know who I'm going to pick. But I'm going to I'm going to relay a stat that I heard on Monday Night Football that I just remembered. Um, because it reminded me by you saying that Jacksonville could have, or uh, Houston could have won a bet for you if they would have stayed with the plus five, if you took the points. Uh this week or week four in the fourth quarter 15 out of the 16 games were one possession games and that's an nfl record that's never happened before the only game that wasn't a one possession game was thursday night football every single game on sunday and then the game on monday in the fourth quarter was a one possession game that is how nutty this season has been so far anybody could have won on sunday any team it's nuts Wow. I'm picking Jacksonville because I don't know. Davis Mills, I jumped on the train for a hot minute. And then when he threw that pick in Chicago, I jumped right off. Jumped on the train in that game and I jumped off because it's just like, yeah, he's not the guy. Um, I'm still, there's still question marks on Trevor Lawrence, but I'm buying into Doug Peterson. I actually believe he is a really, really good head coach. I was really hoping he was going to go into Philly and be like, you fucking suck. <laughs> like, he was up 14 nothing. I know. He fired up his guys to start that game. They wanted to win that game for him. But Philly is just too good right now. And they have so much momentum. Like, once they started rolling in that game, there was no stopping them. Uh, Jalen Hurts is definitely in the MVP discussion, too. But uh, I'm going we'll Jacksonville. I just feel like they're they're a better overall team with a better coach. No offense to Lovey Smith, but I mean, one of them won a Super Bowl, the other one lost the Super Bowl, and one of them beat Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. I'm going with Jacksonville all day. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Jacksonville. But this feels like the classic spot where Houston's going to rip my heart out and win this game. But especially because I'm starting Trevor Lawrence in one of my fantasy football leagues, as I have been for most of the year. Didn't start him last week because I wasn't dumb. And I also picked up the Jacksonville defense to start this week because Davis Mills has been a turnover machine. So this will be the game. He throws five touchdowns and goes for 500 yards. I thought about picking up Lawrence in one of our leagues because two is out. But I just don't you dare off. you stay away from Trevor Lawrence don't you put that mojo on him I picked up Goff okay oh god Goff. poor Goff or sorry Jared hey 
he's been getting a lot of points, so he's definitely going to not do anything against the Vikings. And you know what we're talking about? He's not playing the Vikings. They're playing the Patriots. The next game is the Vikings. That's a natural segue. Chicago is 2-2 two and two at 3-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota's favored by 7. And I'm just going to go out right out and say I don't think Minnesota's going to lose this game. I do, however, think Minnesota is overrated. And they are, like, letting it get to their heads because they have had a pretty easy schedule to start out. I mean, getting the Packers week one was, like, big for them because the Packers don't show up week one. So, yeah, seven points, I think they'll win by ten. I just don't think Chicago is very good at all. And it's at noon, so Kirk Cousins can win a game at noon. Yeah, this is... I think that the Vikings win this game going away. I think that the Chicago offense is not good. I don't think Justin Fields either needs a lot more time or is not the answer. I do like if they keep giving the ball to Khalil Herbert. That's their only offense right now. But I see that the the Vikings offense right now with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, as long as it's a noon game, and not a primetime game. They're cooking right now. So, yeah, I got the Vikings going away, I, especially in their home stadium. They all they're just that is one place that they pipe in enough noise that that home stadium gives them a slight advantage. Justin Jefferson has been an oddity like he was everything for them. Week one, week two and three, he was nowhere to be found. And until like the fourth quarter on Sunday, same thing. It's. I, I don't know what's going on. And he was dropping balls in the end zone. It's, I don't know what's going on right now with Justin Jefferson, but yeah, I think like he's going to get the ball a lot against Chicago because they only have Roquan Smith on defense and nobody else. The Minnesota's defense is going to gobble up that run game. And yeah, Minnesota's going to win this game. I want to backtrack. There was a stat for the London game, I forgot to say, that this is the first time ever a game played in London has two teams that have winning records going against each other. They've been playing games in London since 2007. So first time in 15 years, there's a, I think they said it was a 31-game streak where there's been two teams that didn't have winning records that went against each other. So, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars were basically the London Jaguars for many years, so I feel that stat's a little inflated, but still pretty cool. It is still pretty cool. It's interesting. So, Also, just throw it out there because I haven't said it yet this week. This uh, Minnesota game, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but this is my golden lock of the week. I'm picking Minnesota to beat the Bears. I don't care it's a division game. It's in Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings coming back from London. Ooh, now that I said that, I don't like it. I don't care. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking to my guns. Anyways, going back to the Packer game, too, you you did pick the Giants, and you didn't mention you were picking the Giants also because the Packers played in overtime last week. I didn't. So, and that stat, that worries me as well. And plus, you're not just traveling cross-country. You're traveling across the world for this game. I'm very worried about that game for the Packers. But last week the Packers played New England, and the next game, which is Sunday at noon, is the one in three Detroit Lions versus the one in three New England Patriots, who could easily be three and one. I think the Patriots are vastly underrated. I think their defense is really good, and they don't get the recognition they deserve. And I do like I do like their game plan. I really do. I will say that like. They have a good running attack, and they've shown that all four weeks so far. The Patriots are favored by three against the Lions. I don't know if the Lions will have Swift, St. Brown, or Shark. So if they don't, I think the Patriots will win this game handily. But it depends on if, if the Lions get one of those guys back. That changes drastically, I feel. Um... I'm going with the Patriots. This is this is another tough one for me to pick because like I've been on the Lions bandwagon, but they don't have a defense. Like they should have won last week, no doubt about it. Like Seattle isn't that great of a team, but they, how many points did they score? Forty 
48 something 48 or whatever yeah oh my god like if the lions had a defense they would have won that game easily because every time they were down they just drove right down the field and got it within one score again and then seattle would do the same thing they're gonna get run all over this weekend whether it's Jones makes a miraculous recovery and plays this week, whether it's uh, Zappy again, or it's not going to be Brian Hoyer. I think that you go out the hot hand and continue with third stringer. Oh, Brian but, Hoyer has a brain injury. He ain't going to be back. I mean, Brian Hoyer has a – you're right, he has a brain injury, and it's not a concussion either. He's just not a good football player. Um, yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with the, oh, New England. I almost said Detroit. I hate this game as well. Because, so, with a rookie quarterback and a guy who comes into the game, they usually always do decent in that first game. But the next week, there's tape on them. And though the Lions don't have a defense, I'm pretty sure Amon Ra St. Brown is going to play and the first week, New England, it might have been in Miami. I don't care. We don't have enough corners to cover Hawkinson, any anybody else, really. We can't cover tight ends. And my picking against them, they won the one game when I picked against them because I picked Pittsburgh. I may love the Patriots, but I also love winning, and I want to be ahead of Diesel. And so I hate saying it. I can't believe I'm going to, but I'm going to go with Detroit because, once again, for going with the overtime rule, New England just lost in overtime. That defense is going to be tired. They played a lot of plays this last week, and they held Zappi in the game. I don't know if you can do that against an actual clicking offense that is the Detroit Lions. And if they get any of those players back... There is too many men on the field for the Patriots to cover. And that pass rush ain't going to get home fast enough, I don't think. That's a five-yard penalty there, Chad. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I do want to comment on your thing of that tape on Zappi. It's not going to matter, and I told you this when we were texting. Like, they have a quarterback. They basically have a plug-and-play. They run the same like game plan no matter what and it's mainly runs he made a couple good clutch throws i wouldn't say they were the best throws they're a little wobbly but like when he needed to make the plays he made the plays i don't think that there's enough tape on him because how many times did he throw it maybe 10 15 like still that's not that many passes to go off of to like judge a player i think like their preparation for the patriots didn't change at all because they got a one, number one, stop the run. And then worry about a third-string quarterback. Something the Packers could not do, and so that's why they never had to worry about like the quarterback. If they could have just shut down that run, then the game would have been over early. But they couldn't, because for some reason, there's never been a Packers defense ever that could ever stop the run or not run zone when, for pass plays. They're always in zone. Yeah. It's like, I just don't understand. It doesn't matter who's their coach. Same thing every time. For the Patriots Anyways, to win this game, Zappy's gonna need to make some throws, and I don't, I don't think he I, can do it. I 100% agree with that statement. 100%. I still think that if Detroit can't stop the run, though, it's gonna be a moot point. So, um, we have the next game on noon on Sunday is Seattle at New Orleans. Seattle is two and two. New Orleans is one and three. New Orleans is also favored by five and a half which that is a high number if you ask me because if I were betting this game, I would take Seattle outright. That's right. I'm picking Seattle in this game. Uh, Geno Smith has better numbers than Russell Wilson through the first four weeks, which is nuts. Geno Smith hasn't looked horrible, but he hasn't looked great. It's not his fault that they're a two and two team. He's definitely, I think he makes them better. They're just, they're going to finish uh, eight and nine or nine and eight. It's gonna be like that's what they're gonna do this year. I feel, and I just don't think that New Orleans is good. They have a lot of good receivers. They have a lot of good receivers, but like other than that, Kamara, 
he's good, but he's banged up. I don't even know if he's going to play yet. Their defense is all over the place. Uh, Lattimore's really good. But, like, I don't know. It's just – I'm just I'm feeling Seattle. I'm going Seattle. I feel like Seattle was one of the most disrespected teams in the offseason. Everyone was calling for them to be the worst team in the NFL. And don't get me wrong, I don't think they're a great team or anything like that, but there's too many pieces on that team to be the worst team in the NFL. And Geno Smith gets a lot of hate. He is a comparable quarterback. He's never going to be a star in the NFL, but he's, you know, comparable quarterbacks win Super Bowls if you put the right pieces around them. And yeah, yeah, Trent Dilfer right there. And I don't think Jameis Winston, even if he does come back this week, his back is fucked. So I don't think that matters. I also yeah, agree. Rifle is not the answer. No, and Andy Dalton is not the answer anywhere. And he's never been the answer, and he never will be the answer. I'll take Seattle. I do like them outright. And yeah, you probably get a pretty good uh, deal on the money line. So this is my silver lock of the week. Take Seattle. Okay, I like Seattle in this game as well, as I said. Moving on to the next game, which is a very... This game intrigues me. It's uh, 3-1 Miami Dolphins at the 2-2 New York Jets. Miami's favored by three. Tua's already been ruled out for this game, which he should be. He should have been ruled out for the last game as well. Um, I don't know when we'll see Tua again. I know that they're going to be very cautious about it, and I feel like this is going to be multiple games he's going to sit out. If I had to guess, it would be a minimum of three just because they want to get people off their back and be like, look, he's healthy now. We waited the appropriate amount of time. He's not concussed anymore until he gets slammed again. Whether he had a concussion or not going into the game on Thursday night, like any quarterback that like bounced their head off the ground like he did would have probably gotten a concussion. So like... I do hate the fact that all these people are getting so upset with Miami when, yeah, I agree, he shouldn't have been out there, but at the same time, it's not their fault. He was cleared. He was cleared to play in that game. That's all there is to it. Whatever. Let's move on. Uh, This game is interesting to me, though, because the Jets are an anomaly. Because at times, they look like a playoff team. And other times, they look like the New York Jets. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, and even on Sunday, Zach Wilson was off and on. And I like Zach Wilson. I think he has potential. He does make some dumbass plays. He's, he reminds me of Brett Favre. We we'll just throw it into coverage and just throw it to right to somebody. But he has some talent. And they're going up against Teddy Bridgewater. Is that right? Is that the Miami's backup? Yep. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. And he's a good quarterback as well. But like last year for Denver, he didn't do very great. It's in New York. I'm just going to go. I'm going to pick the Jets. Yeah, really? I I think they got momentum with their last win. I feel like they're not a bad team. They might not be a good team, but they're not a bad team. So they can win a game like this. I'm going with the Jets. Yeah, that's that's a ballsy pick because the Jets are a very interesting team this year. I like a lot of their pieces that they have on that team, but I do think that they're maybe a couple years away from actually being relevant. I think that Miami rallies around Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't think the Jets have anyone who can cover Tyreek Hill, and as long as he's on the field, Teddy Bridgewater can throw his little dump-off passes and watch the cheetah sprint. I'm going to take Miami. I think that the Jets will put up a fight, though. What was the line on this game? Dolphins are favored by three, and it's a 44 under over. Hmm, that's... Honestly, I, I wish there was a hook. If it was three and a half, I would take the um, Jets to cover because I think this is a field goal game. So I guess I'm going to stay away from it, but I do like Miami in this game. Just rallying around Teddy Bridgewater, who I also have always loved as a quarterback, though he's not great. The next game will determine, at least through week five, who is first place of the NFC South. 
we have the two and two Atlanta Falcons traveling to the two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay gets three consecutive home games. That's impressive. That doesn't happen very often. No. Um, the Buccaneers are favored by eight and a half, and I feel like if you watched the games last week, I don't know how you could like how that's so high. I would say maybe five if I were doing it because Atlanta looked good last week. I mean, who did they play? Uh, Atlanta. Uh, yeah. They beat uh, Cleveland. That is correct. That is correct. I mean, they looked pretty good last week. I know that Cordero Patterson is out, but, like, um, I can't remember their backup running backs right now, but they looked really good. They were scoring points. Mariota is looking really good this year. I've, Like I said before, I've always liked Mariota. Cam Bay's winning this game, though. It sucks to say I would like to see Atlanta win it, but I just... I don't know. Tim Bay's lost two in a row, both at home. Like, I really want to take Atlanta, especially since Tom Brady just uh, hired a divorce lawyer, and it looks like uh, him and Giselle are calling it quits because Tom Brady loves football more than her. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's basically that's basically what it comes down to. Oh, 100%. And I just realized that Tom Brady, TB12, is playing for a team that initials is TB. I never realized that before. Um, yeah, but I don't see the Buccaneers losing three games in a row. Like, yeah, so I'm going to bet. Yeah, once again, this is another one of those get-right games because I do. I, I've loved Atlanta all year. I've been picking them here on this show. I've also been betting on Atlanta and they have been doing well. I like the pieces in Atlanta. I love that offense. I really wish that Mariota would get the ball to freaking Kyle Pitts a little bit more. And maybe with Cordello being out, that'll happen. But that's neither here nor there. But I do think that, yeah, that Atlanta defense isn't very good. Leonard Fournette is chomping at the bit for a big game. And I think this is the game that he gets it. I see Fournette and the Bucks just running all over that Atlanta defense. And especially after the way they finished out that Kansas City game, I think they figured some stuff out. And that Atlanta defense ain't nothing like the Kansas City defense. I got the Bucks going away, unfortunately, in this game, even as much as I love Atlanta this year. That suck. I, I, I'll be rooting for Atlanta. I always liked the underdogs. Like, Atlanta was also one of those teams where nobody had any hope for them. And... I really like this resurgence of Marcus Mariota, and I hope that something comes of this. Maybe like uh, what happened to Nick Foles when he was with the second time with the Eagles. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I mean, that got him the starting job with the Eagles again, and then he went to the Bears and got the starting job. So, Or maybe he's the long-term answer for Atlanta. I wouldn't hate that either. I like Mariota. He still has years left under him, but Tim Bay's winning. Yeah. I always like Mariota, and it's one of those weird reasons that I always like Mariota, because it comes from Madden, and you could always get him when you did a fantasy draft really late in the game, so he was always my fantasy draft quarterback, because I, I would refuse to draft a quarterback till very late on, and I'd be like, all right, I guess I can play with Mariota again. Hey, always got to go running back first. You got to yeah. get AP, Adrian Peterson, back in the day. Like, you couldn't stop him. You just run... Uh... Stretch. Yeah, stretch play. If he got around the corner, he's gone. He gone. Next game is on Sunday at noon. We have the two and two Tennessee Titans going to the one and three Washington Commanders. Tennessee is favored by two and a half. This is a weird game. Tennessee's not all that good, but I feel like they might be over five hundred after this week. Yeah, and which commander's team is going to show up? Like, that offense looked like it was cooking the first two weeks, and then these past two weeks, they can't do diddly squat. To be fair, they did play Dallas last week, and Micah Parsons is out of his mind, and, like, he's winning Defensive Player of the Year this year. Like, I, unless he gets injured, if he has a healthy season... I think he's a lock to win Defensive Player of the Year. That guy is nuts. Yeah. What a draft pick for them last year. 
Yeah, Micah Parsons is absolutely on fire. And I guess they did play the week before that. They did play Philly. So they played two really tough, you know, conference defenses. So maybe this is the get right game for Carson again. Because once again, Carson Wentz, or I guess this is the week we're just going to talk about undervalued quarterbacks. Because Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate for the Eagles at one point. Carson Wentz is a decent quarterback who was good before his injuries. He's always been a poor decision maker, but he's got all the skills to be a good quarterback. I'm going to talk myself into it. F it. I'm taking the Washington Commanders here because I also don't think Tennessee's that good. But I think this game could be a shootout because these defenses, neither of them, I think, are very good. And I can see Derrick Henry running all over. And I could see that wide receiver core for Washington Commanders just running up and down the field. Jahan Dotson might, maybe, I don't know, it's, it's up in the air, but... At the end of the year, we could be talking about him being the best rookie receiver from the 2022 class. And he's been doing it quietly. I think he's been doing really, really good. But, I mean, Chris Olave the last couple weeks has looked pretty good, too. Um, I am going with Tennessee. I just think that Derrick Henry is starting to get his feet back under him. Um Last week, he was a beast. I know it was against uh, Indianapolis, and their defense isn't great, but, like, he did it two weeks ago, too. Um, I think he's starting to get more confidence. I don't think, like, his foot is bothering him at all. I think that this is a very winnable game for Tennessee. I mean, on the other hand, it could be a very winnable game for Washington as well. But I just feel like Derrick Henry is about to go on – a beastly run right now in the next few games and he's gonna tear it up until he breaks down again and I I do think that at some point this year he's gonna get banged up enough where he's I don't I hope it's not for the entire season like last year but he's gonna have to be shut down a little bit but until that happens like his name is Henry John Henry uh, battle of a machine and he won so I think Derrick Henry can do the same. I'm going with Tennessee. All right. That's fair. Uh, we have our first game in the 3 o'clock hour on Sunday, and that is the 2-2 two two San Francisco 49ers at the 1-3 Carolina Panthers who are starting Sam Darnold because, yeah, Baker Mayfield did not work out, which makes me very sad. Wow. You I cursed him, hopes. Diesel. I know. It sucks. It really does suck. It I does. hate I hate when these quarterbacks they come like number one overall and then they just don't live up to their hype. Especially when you're fans of them too, you know. Sometimes when you like you hate them, you're like, good, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, but like when it's like someone like Baker Mayfield and I had high hopes for him and like I was a fan of him and it just sucks. Yeah. Sam Darnold is number one overall too. He's in the same boat. How many quarterbacks are Carolina paying at this point? Because last year, at one point, they were paying two Cam Newton contracts, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and now they got Baker Mayfield. Like I bet they're still paying all of these quarterbacks. I don't know. I think right now they're they're tanking. I don't think like it's not in Miami. I don't think that uh, the ownership is telling them to tank. But I think the players might personally be tanking because they're done with that rule. I don't yeah. know. He's lost this team. Yeah. Like, they should be better than what they are, for sure. He's lost this team, and he won't be their coach in 2023. Um, San Francisco's winning this game. Yeah. San Francisco is very, very rocky right now. They look good on Monday night, though. They did look good on Monday night. Um, but they had that game against Denver where, like, I don't even – couldn't even tell you what happened in that game. That game was so boring. The less it talk just, about that game, the better. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Then the stinker to open up the season in the swamp against the Bears. I know, but that's a different like tail at Trey Lance and everything like that. Now that Jimmy G, Jimmy G is spreading around the ball a lot more. Their offense looks a little smoother than it did with Trey Lance. But like, they're one of those teams. Like, are they going to show up today? Or are they not? But San Francisco has to win this game. I don't have any faith in Carolina anymore. 
Like, I think Carolina is a dumpster fire, and they're going to be, they might get the number one overall draft pick if they're not careful. <laughs> yeah. I see that this game is. That's another quarterback. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bet on this game at all because I can see this game being won by pick sixes where I can see Jimmy G and Sam Darnold just basically trading pick sixes back and forth and the defenses for both teams scoring more points than the offense for their team because don't get me wrong I like Jimmy G I really do but something's not right with him right now I don't know if he's got the yips or what and then Sam Darnold he he's Sam Darnold. I always, I want to root for Sam Darnold, but the man just throws interceptions. I, gosh, I, I'm taking San Francisco, I guess, but I could see Jimmy G losing him this game and like throwing a pick six to, you know, ice it for Carolina. Jimmy G does worry me a little bit. And there was a worry that like every NFL team had in the off season. That's why no one traded for him is he isn't playing great. And I do wonder if, his shoulder surgery may have affected his throat. And that's what everybody was worried about. But there was the same thing for Drew Brees back in the day. And the Saints took a chance on him and look that worked out pretty well. Fame quarterback. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think Jimmy G is smart enough to adapt. I think it's just gonna take a few weeks to get to that point where he's and the 49ers weren't great at the beginning of the season last year either. They started rolling like at the end and they had to win to get in. And I remember this perfectly because of Tommy the Gun and people that are listening and watching this don't know who Tommy the Gun is, but he can be an asshole sometimes. And especially when it comes to his favorite team, San Francisco. Um, yeah, and I stuck to my guns and he obviously stuck to his guns and he was right. And pained me that he was right but uh it's very yeah, painful I don't know. when Tommy the gun's right I would not count San Francisco out at any point this year especially with Kyle Shanahan Debo Debo was a beast on Monday night he looked like Debo of last year oh my god these 49ers if they ever get this offense right they're winning Be that worried. division they're yeah. winning that division they still might win that division even if they don't get it right that's true yeah Okay, well, moving on to 3.25 on Sunday. We have the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 2-2 Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles are a five-point favorite, which if I were uh, putting the betting odds on this game, I would have made it higher because I am not a believer in Arizona, as you should know by now. I think their 2-2 record is fake. Like, they won those games, but they shouldn't have beat uh, Las Vegas. And they played Carolina last week. Don't think that they're very good. And I think that Philadelphia is going to come right in there and show them that they're not very good. I think, like, they'll win by double digits, whether it's 10 or 13, 14. I don't know what it's going to be. I think that Philly will win by double digits, though. Um, I just don't think Arizona is very good. And like I said, Cliff Kingsbury, he needs to go. I think they need they need new perspective from somebody else. I don't think that Kyler Murray likes Cliff Kingsbury. I think that's part of the issue. I think it's time to make a change there. I just don't think Arizona's very good. That's fair. I also agree Philadelphia wins this game. I don't think I think Arizona's a better team than you think they are, but they are not the same team until DeAndre Hopkins gets back from his his suspension. DeAndre Hopkins makes Kyler Murray a billion times better as a quarterback. So without him, I see Philly probably winning this game going away. And Philly maybe rushing for 100 touchdowns because they're just going to rush for, you know, a billion touchdowns every week. You have the running backs to do it. I mean, yeah. it's, the team is stacked on both sides of the ball. Uh, I don't know. Like, my only question with Hopkins is... Is he still the guy? You know, he's been in the league for a while now, and I know he's not out due to injury, and I'm sure that throughout this whole suspension, he's training, and he's in football shape, and he's ready to go right now if you needed to, even though he can't go. I just wonder. Like, it's either he's either going to be a spark plug or he's going to hurt the chemistry of the team because he hasn't been around. 
So I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Even with Hopkins, even with Hopkins on Arizona right now, I still think Philadelphia would win. I do too, but it'd be a closer game. I feel like I, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't know why they still have AJ Green though, because he he's horrible. <laughs> he done. Uh, Sunday at three twenty-five, we have the three and one Dallas Cowboys, the three and zero Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys, the zero and one Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys versus are going to the Los Angeles Rams, who are two and two. Cowboys are favored by four and a half points, which is fair. Their defense is great. The Rams didn't look very good last week. Cooper Rush has been winning games for them and looking good doing it, not looking like a backup quarterback. Uh, I don't like the Rams this year. I said it a couple weeks ago that it feels like they're a very beatable team in every game that they play, and I think they showed that on Monday night. But they have also been in this pattern where they've been winning every other. So I don't know. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this game? This week is nuts. There's so many like toss-up games that I can't even like. My my head's about to explode. Because even the next game is a big toss-up in my opinion. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you that I don't. I think the Rams are a very beatable team. I think losing both Robert Woods and OBJ really changed that offense. And don't get me wrong, Cooper Cup is going to get his. He is by far and away seemingly the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And you just can't stop him. No matter how many guys you put on him, he finds a way to get open. And you just can't do anything about it. But that Dallas defense, that's something else right now. And Matthew Stafford doesn't look right. His shoulder ain't right. And without a right shoulder... Micah Parsons can run, you know, a 2-1-40, it seems like, and will be in that backfield all day. I got Dallas. I don't love the line. I feel like this could be a field goal game. So Dallas being favored by, what would you say, five? Four and a half. Four and a half, yes. I don't, I don't like that line, so I'm probably going to stay away from that, but I think Dallas wins this game. Yeah, I tend to agree that Dallas is going to win. A lot of the reasons you said, I don't think that Stafford is right. Teams have been doing a really good job at defending against Cup because they don't have that second option. They, Allen Robinson isn't what they hoped he would be, but they should have seen that in Chicago the last two seasons. Um, they're missing Van Jefferson. There's a potential for Odell to come back once he's healed up and ready to play again. It's one of the options, but it's not a guarantee that he would sign with the Rams either, especially if he comes back and they're a 500 team halfway through the season. He's probably going to go elsewhere because he's going to try to chase another ring. Uh, so I'm going to go with Dallas. That defense is just nasty. Cooper Rush, is, he's looked good. They got a decent running game. Zeke has looked better than he has in the last couple years. Pollard has helped with that because they've had a nice mix. They're not just relying on Zeke like they used to. They have they have good wide receivers, good tight end. They have a good offensive line. I think everything just spells for a Cowboys win on Sunday. Yeah. Now moving on to Sunday night football, where we have a battle for the top of the AFC North with the 2-2 two two Cincinnati Bengals at the 2-2 two two Baltimore Ravens, who could easily be 4-0. As we talked earlier, John Harbaugh is an idiot. I mean, he, he potentially could have cost them the game against New England in Week 3, too, with some of the dumb decisions he did. But like I said earlier, you go for the field goal with five minutes left, and if you believe in your defense like he said he did, you give them the lead, and they will either lose it for you or they'll do what you expected them to do and stop the Bills. I think that if I were a player on Baltimore, I well, like I mean, who was it? I forget uh, who it was on defense that at the end of the game that, like, charged John Harbaugh like uh, Peters uh, their corner he like I thought he was going to fight John Harbaugh like 
don't know. They, there was so much confusion at the end of that game, too, because like some of the players wanted uh, Buffalo to score so they get the ball back. And then the players that didn't want him to score obviously stopped him at the one. And then Buffalo's like, wait a minute, why don't we just like run down the clock and kick this easy field goal for the win? Yep. I don't know. Baltimore, John Harbaugh is stupid. He's going to get in their way again. But they're not going to lose this week because if they do lose, then John Harbaugh might be fired. I don't know. I think Baltimore is going to win because they need this win. I think Cincinnati is still figuring stuff out. I feel like they they lucked out against Miami in a way with all the Tua stuff, and they took advantage in the second half of that game for sure. Offense isn't clicking 100%. I'm going to go with Baltimore in this game. I'm going to disagree with you. You're on mute. Yes, because I am under assault from a cat today, and he won't stop. I think that Cincinnati, while not a, not totally clicking on every cylinder right now, I think that John Harbaugh is going to get so much in the way this week that Cincinnati's kind of owned the Ravens these past couple years, ever since Joe Burrow's gotten there, and I think it continues. I think that Cincinnati wins this game in a shootout and I think this is the game that everyone is, we finally get a good Sunday night football game because we have had garbage game after garbage game after garbage game for Sunday night football so far. So I am, this is my, not for betting, but just for my personal lock of the week, this will be our first Sunday night classic of the year. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday Night Football has been pretty lackluster this year. Monday Night Football has been hit or miss. Last week's game was pretty good. The Giants, the Cowboys game wasn't bad either, but other than that, it's been pretty hit or miss. Um, Yeah, so we got one more game to talk about, and that is Monday night at 7.30 on ESPN. We have... The th- one and three Las Vegas Raiders at the three and one Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by three. Who you got? And why? Man, this is. If this was in uh, Las Vegas, I would definitely be taking the Raiders here, because while I don't think the Raiders are as good as we all thought they would be, or even probably better than the Chiefs. That would just seem like a classic Chiefs game to lose, especially after getting up so much for that Buccaneers game last week on the road. I think, though, I really don't think the Chiefs are... They, I think the Chiefs are going to be a solid team this year, but I don't think they're that great. I really don't. But I do think they win this game. I think the Raiders experiment is going to take another couple weeks to really get right. I think at the halfway point of this season, the Raiders might be a pretty solid team and might really make some waves, but I think it still takes a little bit longer and I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think that the Chiefs are definitely going to win this game. I just, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes is playing at MVP level again. I think right now, There's four quarterbacks right now that are in the discussion for MVP. And that's Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, um, Lamar Jackson, and Hurts. Hurts, don't it. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like those four guys right now are above any other player in the league right now more important to their team than any other player in the league right now because like if you take any one of those four guys away from their team their team drops off big time exponentially uh, maybe not maybe not as much Baltimore because Tyler Huntley proved last year he is definitely a capable backup quarterback and I'm surprised there was nobody trying to make trades for him in the offseason because I do believe that he could be a starting quarterback in this league so I mean they're in good shape but the other the rest of them kind of have all their uh, eggs in one basket if you will quarterback so yeah I don't know I got the Chiefs as well 
I just think Patrick Mahomes, he's still figuring out with his wide receivers, but he had some good throws to Juju on Sunday nights. He still has Travis Kelsey. And, like, and I know that a lot of this stuff you can do in backyard football and, like, a sidearm throws and stuff like that. It's still incredible, nonetheless, like, as well as he can do it and as accurate as he can do it. Sometimes there's some of those plays no other quarterback could make, even if they tried to make it like that. He's just so good at it. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. I just don't have any faith in Las Vegas. I'm wondering if Josh McDaniels is going to be a one and done. Uh, <laughs> is he just really not a good head coach? Is that the issue? The like, he's a great coordinator? Is, I don't know. The funniest thing is, though, he is still losing games for the Denver Broncos. Because <laughs> they beat the Broncos last week. Yeah? <laughs> like, I don't know. Kansas City for me. Kansas City for me. And that, that wraps up all the games for this week. It's, it's a coin flip week. I... Which makes me excited. This year has been so chaotic. I love it. Last year was a good year. This year is different than last year, but still really good. Like I really love the way football is right now. Like the players we got, it feels like it's more competitive than it's ever been. Yeah. Like anything can win any week. That's what you love about this game. That's why college is kind of boring. Like yeah, I don't like college football. If the team is expected to win, it's ninety percent chance they're gonna win. And in the NFL, you never have a 90% chance that someone's going to win. You can't even do that. No. Like, you can have a 100% chance, though. That is possible. 90%, no. No. It's either 100% uh, but, or 50%. There's no in-betweens. Exactly. So, I'm excited for this week. Can't wait to do this next week. I can't wait to see what our records are, like, next week. We have five games where we're differing from each other, so we won't be tied next week. No matter what, somebody's we won't be, be tied. Somebody's at least going to be uh, two games ahead, or a game ahead. I think it'll come up here. Yeah, game ahead. But uh, and I think we should just wrap this thing up. Because uh, again, don't have a thing. I never think of anything. But anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore Mine. Follow us on YouTube at View from the Top Rope, where this sh- might be posted. I don't know. It's channel I know. Let, channel let you know. I'll, I'll get channel there. I'm trying. He's trying. My child was, was a demon someday. this last week. I love her dearly, but she was a demon last week. She's getting to that age. Six months is not the best. I'll just warn you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you can join visionaries global media by sending in your podcast to visionaries global media at gmail.com and you will be heard on stitcher soundcloud iHeartRadio, spotify google play apple Podcasts, pod knife and potable but do you have anything else you'd like to say before we officially end this show if amun ross st brown plays this week he is my top fantasy scorer for the week i've heard his name pronounced three different ways. Amun, Ahmad, Amin. I don't know which is correct. I'm going to go with the Sean Spencer from uh, Psych and just say I've heard it both ways. And I think end the show that way. So, for my good buddy and partner Chad, the Dadalak, I am Diesel and this is Ben. View from the top of the goalposts. Now watch some football! Woo!